Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. So last week, we talked a little bit about finding your writing community. And this week, we want to talk a little bit about finding readers. Although sometimes other writers will become your readers and sometimes other readers will write. <laughs> like we, we do both, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's good to kind of approach these from a little bit of a different angle. And I think that finding readers can be really hard. <laughs> yeah. You want to engage reader, readers. Like you mm-hmm. want to not just find them. Mm-hmm. You want them to actually connect with your stuff. Yeah. And I looked up because the word engage kind of clicked into my brain as I was thinking about this one. And engage means to establish a meaningful contact or connection with, occupy, attract, or involve someone's interest or attention. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we talk about like getting readers, it can be a little on that surface level of the yeah. like, we are marketing to people and they are seeing our marketing things, which it doesn't get into that deeper connection of really engaging someone with the stuff that it is we do with who we are, with our interests and passions, like finding those Mm. people who are ours. Yeah. I I think the question I, I would be curious to ask is the writers that you follow, and that you um, engage with or are really loyal to or will read everything they put out. Like, how did that start for you? And how did they find you, maybe? I love that question. (laughs) It's funny because I actually did a little bit of research on that site too to prep for this, but I'm gonna talk Mm -hmm. about two specific authors before I talk about that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sherry Thomas, I love Sherry Thomas. She's a romance writer first, and then she kind of went and did this Lady Sherlock series, um, which is a mystery, but also has bits of romance in it. And the person who told me about it was a very good friend whose Mm -hmm. work, like her taste, um, I really appreciate. We sit and we talk about things, and she was telling me about this book that she had read. So she was enthusiastic about it. It was a recommendation from her. But then I got to read what Sherry Thomas says in her books, like the forewords, why she got into writing. She, she grew up reading a lot of romance. That's actually one of the ways um, she learned English was through reading them. And I just, I love how, I love how honest and transparent she showed up as a human being as, Mm. and I also connected with her work very significantly. I think she makes a lot of beautiful points that I connect with. I love listening to her talk about the terror. Like she, she does cooking things and on her um, Insta and they may not look nice, but they taste good. And I just think that it's the sides of her that she's allowed to be human and out there. Um, she doesn't have like a perfect Instagram, but I love her work 
So I hang out and see it. I, I read what she has to say and I am a dedicated follower to her work because of those bits of the human being that I've been able to see. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Hafsa Faisal, um, who wrote mm-hmm. We Hunt the Flame. Yeah. And she also does a lot of showing up as a human being and talking about her experience in addition to her work. Um, she does a lot of like, ask me mm-hmm. anything type of moments. Yeah. Um, she's done some live things. She she talks like she would show different elements of her life where she's like with her sisters and cooking things. And I think the human side, you know, finding someone's work, some of that you can't control, but I think putting things out that are authentically you and someone can then connect with that interest that passion that those elements even getting really honest about your inspirations for your work I when I read the beginning of we hunt the flame I'm like this feels uh Nasir's opening felt like it was Assassin's Creed like it Mm -hmm. felt like I was in the game and so uh, at the ask me anything I asked her that question and she responded and she said actually yes it is and she gave like the details about the game that it was from and I think getting that inner world of the book Hmm. as well was something that really intrigued me because it's not just the work it's the work behind the work it's the like heart and thought that went behind the work she shares a lot of stories about how difficult it was to write the second one. And she's really open and kind of fearlessly honest about Mm -hmm. that. She says that uh, We Free the Stars, she said, you know, that it felt like that book almost killed me, like making the deadlines for that. And I think, you know, both of those really examples came back to the feeling of authenticity, that, that being willing to be open and transparent Mm-hmm. And and to kind of take off the I am a writer who writes like ego facade thing and be like, I'm kind of messy and that's yeah. okay. Like life's kind of messy and that's okay. Like I really connect with readers that way who get open, honest. I love reading acknowledgments. Like yeah, for me, too. that's one of the things that I actually love most about the reading process so the things that really appeal to me are like that those bits of someone's authentic selves and you know we talked about last week kind of daring to be weird daring to be passionate Mm -hmm. and enthusiastic and interested in things and I I do think sometimes like if we're overly like I hate this that can be a turnoff But I think being open and completely transparent with the things that we love and that would connect with us, it brings in the people who connect with that too. Um, And I think even being open to see something from a different perspective or lens than we have can do that as well. Like when someone then can come in, I know I've experienced this on the podcast posts and and maybe even some of my personal one um in insta 
where someone says something and I never thought of that before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's, am- that's amazing. And having that openness and seeing someone from a creative experience that has that openness is really attractive. Um, in addition to yeah. the, they allow themselves to be weird and engaging and you know, passionate and human, authentic and messy. And one of the things that I've loved about Emily Henry, who we we both yeah. very much enjoy, she comes on and she she talks with other writers about their work, is a support of other people's work. She's very pro writer. Like, yeah, I I think that's is really engaging and interesting as well because you can connect with them not just with their own work but with other things and you can start going to them um, and kind of listening to what their taste is. Yeah. And when your tastes mesh, you can be like, okay, I follow this person and they give good book recommendations all the time. Like that can really be something that draws you in. I think it's that not being marketed to all the time. Like there are some people that I don't like following because it feels like you're being marketed to. Yeah. But when it's like, yes, they're sharing good news because they're, you know, they have a book that's coming out, then you're excited because you're like, oh, oh my goodness, like Emily Henry has another book that's going to be coming out. It's, I think it's called Happy Place or something yes, like I'm that. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited. But that's the thing is like, it's something I want. So mm-hmm. her putting it out there it doesn't make me like, oh, she's just marketing to me. It's like, I want this news is vital and I want it. Yeah. (laughs) What is your, what are the experiences that you have with people on Instagram or on in other forums that are authors that you connect with as that reader self? Yeah. I was trying to think about like, yeah, how do I find books as a reader? And I think that it is often and we hear this all the time. And I think it's actually as a writer kind of discouraging, but it is word of mouth. Like, um, you know, most of the books that I read are things that someone else has recommended. Um, whether that's another writer I follow who's recommended it. Um, I mean, like you said, Emily Henry puts up books all the time that she's reading and I do regularly go to her page to look for what to read next or what to add to my thing or whether it's, other readers who are posting reviews and that sort of thing, or whether it's actual personal friends who've read something and recommended it to me. That is usually my introduction to any writer. It usually starts there. And then if like what gains loyalty for me is generally the book itself, which again is one of those pieces of advice that you hear all the time. And it's kind of discouraging as a writer, but it's like, if you if the book is good enough, people will find it. Yes. <laughs> um, and there is both truth and lie to that. Like we are inundated by so much information and so many, so much content. It is possible for good books to get lost, I think. But also, and, yeah, when people find good books, they tell other people about good books. And so I think yes. it is often the first step to finding your readers is to writing a good book. And I think yes. it was interesting to me as you were talking, I was thinking about, you were talking about writers who share other bits of their life and feel human and share kind of 
what they like. And, and I often, the books that I really connect with enough that I then go find the author and follow them are usually the books that have, they have characters who have strong opinions. <laughs> and this is maybe a weird thing to say, but often they're characters that, that either have strong opinions or have, I mean, I just read, um, finished, this might get awkward. Uh, and the character has very intense social anxiety. And I connected with that so much. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going to follow this writer right now. <laughs> it was like her experience was so yeah. familiar and so visceral. That meant she had, I mean, she had this, this character had very strong opinions about being around other people. <laughs> and yeah. They were opinions that I really um, connected with. And as I start to think about it, I think that that is often an experience I have in a book. I can love a book and not go follow the author. But if I encounter a book that has very strong opinions that I also have or that are interesting to me and I want yes. to know more about, I'll go follow the author almost always. And, and I think it makes me think that it's not only about sharing who you are and behind the mask on your social or your website or things like that, but it's also about getting really vulnerable and honest in your writing, right? Yes, like, absolutely. Um, I think you can tell sometimes when writers are holding back yes. when their characters are somewhat neutral. And, and I think actually that Donald Moss um, talks about this in his book, Writing the Breakout Novel, that kind of giving characters, making them extreme, giving them strong yes. opinions, giving them strong tastes, strong personalities, strong, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just sort of an interesting thought I'm playing with in my head. I, I yeah. had another friend recently point out that particularly in this current climate where things like TikTok are making authors whole careers, creating, writing books that it's easy to create content about. Yes. So when you have characters or books who have strong opinions, like then people can make content about that because they can either agree strongly with that or disagree strongly with that. You know, like I, I hate it, but controversy yeah. and things like that, like we feed on it right now and the algorithms yeah. feed on it. And like, so having some things in your book that might um, spark discussion and actually get people to have opinions back about it can help you find readers. <laughs> I think so too. Or not. Like, can, yeah. Because then people, you know, readers and bookstagrammers and TikTok, is, what would be the like bookstagram equivalent of TikTok? TikTok? TikTokers? <laughs> TikTokers? TikTokers? I don't know. <laughs> um, can yeah. easily create content about it and share about it. Well, and I think also with that, that they don't feel just like indifferent to, like we've yes. talked about that before, that you don't want someone to just feel indifferent to what it is you're doing. Like the it's not enough for them to, to like it, but feel kind of like, oh, that was enjoyable, but it's forgettable. <laughs> they need yeah. to not forget it. The distinctiveness of those characters, yeah. like letting them be, letting them feel, letting them feel authentic, letting them be relatable or not relatable. I, I think it just makes for something that people will be more likely to connect with and yes. you don't, like we said earlier, you do not want people to connect on a, that shallow, superficial level. You want them to connect deeply. Yeah. And it's hard to connect deeply with characters that don't feel things strongly or that don't have 
thoughts about something or don't want something like wishy-washy characters don't often really get us to engage that deeply unless there's something about it that it's like it captures a a period of time in life that doesn't get talked about a lot like that I think could overcome that but still like you want characters that feel that feel having details having opinions having those those are the things we actually care about in stories like they're the things that we kind of cling to and I love that of the will there be content will people be doing fan art on Pinterest will people be grabbing quotes from this and like sobbing over it not that like not in a melodrama way but in a does your work allow people to connect deeply you know we've talked about even from an edit standpoint when you're grounded in that person's perspective when you can feel those things I think it's a lot more accessible and then I also think as you said like with the TikToking and and really getting the feel of the book the hook on a book is so key choosing like taking forever to pick those words that are gripping and interesting that encapsulate that won't mislead a reader but that really boil down why why is this book something that someone should pick up like it shouldn't be the afterthought it should really take that care of what about this book is intriguing and interesting and if you can't come up with that maybe the book needs another look. Maybe it needs another rewrite. Maybe you need to boil down into the story a little more to get that. And the same thing with the cover, the cover, if it keys off the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to start with writing a book that has a good hook that has characters that are engaging and something that creates discussion, A, a book that you as the writer get vulnerable with and, and put some of your heart and and soul into. Um, but then we have to extend that. Like if we want to find readers, starts with writing a good book, but then it also starts with creating a good picture of a book. And, yeah. I, and I, I include in that, like not just the cover because I absolutely find books because the cover attracts yes. me hundred percent. And I will absolutely not read a book, even if someone has recommended it with flying reviews because of a cover, which is horrible to admit, but it's true. <laughs> but it happens with <laughs> visual people. Yes. Uh, so pay attention to your cover, make it good. Yeah. And your blurb too, like write yeah. a blurb that sets up the right expectations, that hooks the reader, that pulls them in. And your like acknowledgements. I think like you're right. I read acknowledgements too. And I will sometimes get to the end of a book and not plan on following an author. And then I'll read their acknowledgements and be like, oh, that's interesting. I'm, and yes. I'll go follow them. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Read their next book, you know, like every single one of those is a chance to yes. get a reader, to hook a reader, to Absolutely. pull a reader in more. And then I think it moves from that. Like you have this kind of progression of writing a good book, creating a you know, a visually appealing cover, a blurb yeah. that's going to hook them and acknowledgements that might share some more of you in the process yeah. of the book of writing it, um, that might hook them more, a dedication that might hook them more, a author bio that might hook them more yeah. or give them something else to connect with that might pull them in. And then as you get them to your website or your social media yes. or wherever, then you share even more of you as a person. Yeah. I think there definitely have been writers that I follow because I loved their book or 
acknowledgements or whatever. Um, and then I will unfollow because all they post about is their book. And that is one of the biggest turnoffs to me with an author. So yeah. and I think you addressed this earlier with that idea of just like people who are constantly marketing their book. I, as a reader, want to see an author's life. I want to see, yeah, other things that they're reading, other writers that they're friends with and connected with. I, as a writer, I, I love when they give insight into their process or share yes. things about writing. And I love seeing little glimpses into their other things they're doing or obsessions or family life or whatever, when possible or when appropriate. But all of that, like, also, what about how do you get your book in front of a reader? Does that make sense? Like if they have never heard of you, they haven't been on your social media. They haven't seen that you show all these diverse sides of yourself. They haven't read your books. They don't know that it's great and has all this content. Maybe they haven't even seen your covers. They don't know that that's going to pull them in or or whatever it is. Like, like, how do you get, how do you get that? (laughs) Where does that start? Do you have any ideas? And I think that there's some balance there too, because we just said, don't market your book on Insta. What we mean is don't just market your book on Insta. Yeah, yeah. And I think- I You should think, absolutely talk about your book. Yeah, <laughs> Share about on, it. Post about make it. it a brand, be consistent, let the feel and the flavor of your book shine in those things. Cause it is a brand. Like, mm-hmm. so in between those sharing yourself and sharing about things that you're interested in, put things on there. And so I thought that we'd go back to actually some of the writers who have been on, who have some great, like one on Insta kind of recommendations. And then we could go to how do you get the book in their hands? Like when, when Insta doesn't work, like when that's not that it doesn't work, but in addition to Insta, one of the things I wanted to revisit was Candace Yemnitz. um, When she was on she talked about a lot about like mixing up your content being audience oriented, having useful tools and encouragement and art, and also kind of educating, entertaining, and encouraging in between. And that's a way to approach it. MJ McGriff, if you check out her Instagram, she has a great mix of content that's on brand. She is a YA adventure writer, and she kind of looks at, okay, the tone and the images and the feel, and it's all really within her brand, even when she's putting up things that aren't about her book. And I think having those things where someone then could find something that is educational or just entertaining and then find your stuff is really a useful way to kind of bring in people that may not be following you just for your work. Also, there's kind of getting that aesthetics, you know, doing like those aesthetic reels, which I think are really intriguing and interesting. Also on Pinterest, people do that too, of putting up aesthetics. Tumblr's another place to do things like that. Character profiles, those kind of things can be really intriguing, even when you're just doing the web process. So all of that can be really interesting. Katie Englehart, though, talked about, like she was one of those people that we talked to about her book launch and what she did to get reviews up quickly and upfront because that's kind of part of when you're putting a book out there getting reviews and getting them quickly can be one of the biggest indicators of whether you're yeah. going to succeed or not and she had a lot of just really concrete places that she went to um she did a virtual book tour which you do have to pay for but it can get the word out there 
there's a place called Book Sirens, which they help you find readers who are willing to, for you basically furnish the copy, you pay Book Sirens to find people. And then for that, the readers will do an honest review of it. It's again, reviews are great if, if you've done the work um, to, to make sure that those reviews, you know, for a story that's solid and that's interesting is something that other people will be intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Um, NetGalley was another one uh, that gets arcs to people so that they can review and also doing Goodreads um, free giveaways um, to give away your art copy to then also get a review or even just get it into readers' hands. There's also though things like giving interviews, being willing to approach people and ask and maybe be told no, Mm -hmm. Um, going to independent bookstores and saying, hey, I have a book I'd like to, would you allow me to do a book signing or a book reading? I think there are so many little ways like that, that just by saying, okay, I I would like to get this in the hands of people um, that you can go through that process with. And I also think it's, you know, making it community and having a community that supports you. I know that there are a lot of writers who will interview other writers when they're kind of connected with each other, doing live chats. Um, Emily Henry just recently did one though um, on the Bodyguard book. And because I like Emily Henry and I like what she likes, she loves this book. It makes me interested in it. Um, So that, that author is Catherine Center who wrote um, The Bodyguard. I think, again, being willing to reach out, Mm -hmm. ask, ask people, you know, but really be willing to put yourself out there and ask others. I mean, you could, You could talk to your library and see if they do something like readings every month and before your book comes out, see if you could go in there and do a reading or see if um, there could be um, blogs that are dedicated to the things that you're interested in or you're talking about and you could put information there. You could, you know, if if you're interested in fan fusion and things like that, you could do a talk and then you could potentially have your book up there with you. You could teach a class and you could do that as well. So there's lots of things that you can do to put yourself out there to get readers to find you by also offering something else. Um, I think being open to, this is obviously not an exhaustive list of things you can do, even just Googling what other authors have done, Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can do everything right. Yeah. You can do everything and it just doesn't get to someone's hands. That is okay. The more you work, the more you do different things, even if your first book doesn't land. Well, and it's very common, even for yeah. well-known authors, for it not to be them not to become well-known until yes. their third or fourth or fifth book. Absolutely. And and not just from a getting picked up by agents. Sometimes like, no, I mean, Emily Henry is a great example. She had absolutely. traditionally published books before her big, you know, like what was the people we meet on vacation? That was kind of the big, big break. And Adrian Young, same, same story had two or at least two, maybe three before she, you know, blew up and got back. 
absolutely V.E. Schwab she is yeah. has the same experience like she actually was able to re-release things yeah. um and Sylvia Moreno Garcia um I'm actually reading one of hers that went out of print because mm. it was basically abandoned by the publisher that like the publisher downsized uh-huh. they abandoned it it was one print it was like trading on eBay for ridiculous sums of money because people actually had heard about it over time <laughs> after she did Mexican Gothic, but then she was able to give it new life and actually she re-released it. I think reminding ourselves that if the first one does not land, like yeah. one, you have content for people to go back to Yeah, it, once you have one that does catch on. I think even setting up that expectation of this is part of the work. We have so many examples of where the first book doesn't really land. So work on the next one. Yeah. Constantly be looking towards the next one. You have to kind of approach it like a marathon, I think, and kind of approach it like the, you are advertising not for this book, but for the course of your writing life, you know, um, and you are trying to find readers who will read your books, not just this book necessarily. Yeah. And so all of that work that you're doing, even if it doesn't land for this book, it could potentially land for the next one and could, you know, who is, I think it was Dan Brown's masterclass where he talked about throwing like his, his publisher wouldn't do marketing. And so he threw all like a bunch of his books into his trunk and would just go to trade shows and like meet authors. And he did that for like three or four books before he finally you know, took off and, and the publisher was, was going to pull him, I think, if I remember right, like they weren't going to publish anymore. They, they were, yeah. Because he wasn't selling well enough. I think reminding ourselves that we can't control everything that happens on that side, but there are things that we can do work-wise to get ourselves out there. Even if it feels like it's not doing a huge amount, Yeah. even just starting that process, getting comfortable. This is actually one of the keys that I think, I think he said it in the, that it was, he got really good at being able to talk like about About his his stuff stuff. because he did it so much. And I think there's something that's really important there about getting practice, getting practice at talking about ourselves, getting comfortable about talking about our work, getting comfortable about always in interviews I think there's this feeling of uncertainty and nervousness, but when you have the experience of having done a lot of them, you realize that's part of the process. You realize that, okay, I'm going to get my technique for kind of calming myself down and helping me stay on target and say the things that need to be said. And I think recognizing that even if you view it, not as we're going to sell this number of books, even if you view it as this is practice. So for the future, when I am talking in front of larger groups, I'm more comfortable. I'm more like, I feel good in my skin. I feel safe talking about my work. I feel that I can without having like all these nervous energy running around. And there's always a little nerves, I think, when you're talking in front of people, but viewing it from that way, like you said, marathon, And that's stuff you can do now. You can start practicing now, even if you don't have a book out yet, you can start practicing talking about your book, sharing about your book. You can connect with bookstagrammers or book talkers or other readers, like share 
book reviews of other things you're reading that are like your book, of, that are comps for your book, like start attracting the types of people who would like to read your book down the line. Yes. And that's all stuff you can do now. And, and I think it's important too, as we talk about putting yourself out there, that we remember that reciprocity piece. Like, yes. I will say just from a, a personal standpoint, as a podcaster who regularly has authors ask us to be on the podcast, I always say no first. <laughs> I always say that we'll get back to them. And then I pay attention and I see like, do they engage with our community? Do they engage with our yeah. posts? Do they share things that we're posting? Are they in it for the long haul or did they just follow us so that they could ask and then unfollow us? You know, yes. like, and I, and I think maybe that's not the approach every podcaster takes or every um, book or whatever. But I think if you start building actual relationships with people now, yes. they will be way more likely to have you on their podcast or to talk about your book or to do an arc review or whatever when it comes time to do that. It, once you do that engagement, you also realize if it's for you, you yes. realize if it's if it's actually the community that's following them is actually something that would connect with your stuff. Yes. So it's it is also in your best interest to do that work, to do that, to not just rapid fire people, also yeah. I think we've actually had several asks that were so aware of what we did yeah. and so connected with what we've done previously, the episodes, that yes. I think it was actually a sub, like a first yes. Yeah, that's true. I have given because a couple of first yes because they proved that they had already they, done that work. They did it. Like yeah. They did the, the homework. They showed that they knew who... We, they know what our brand is as a yes. podcast. They know what we've done yeah. and they've connected with something previously. So there was that comfort of being like, okay, we're both in the same place where we know what each other does and everyone can get something good out of this experience. Yes. And that's whenever we have authors on, our goal is to have something that we've connected with, with them, that we understand their brand and that we can actually show them and their work off yeah. in a good light. We can be enthusiastic about it. It's good to do that work. Yes. Do your leg work now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review so other people can find it because just like books, we need reviews too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and reach out to us if you want to connect more and, um, yeah, keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting your work out into the world. Mm -hmm.